Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast, where we meet the individuals running business in Gibraltar. I'm your host, David Ravagliate. So whether you've just found us or have been with us since the start, thank you and welcome to the show. The Gibraltar Business Podcast is brought to you by the GFSB and is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank, which shares our passion for all things business. This week, we've got a really, really special episode for you. We meet the newly appointed Minister for Business, Gemma Arias Vasquez. We've been lucky enough to get a window to record this interview during her first two weeks in office. We talk about her move into politics, her plans to support the business community locally, and all sorts of things within her career to date. Among other things, we talk about her move into politics and her plans to support the business community. Later in the episode, we hear from local charity CareLink in our regular What's New Gibraltar segment. So, Minister Arias Vasquez, thank you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Especially because like, you've just been appointed Minister for Business, yep. Care and Health. So thank you again, I know, you, for making us one of your priorities. Thank you. Again, thank you very much for having me. Uh, congratulations on your recent victory at the general elections. How's it been so far? It's been a whirlwind. Um, it's been a whirlwind because um, there there were certain there were certain portfolios that I knew I was getting. There were certain portfolios that I didn't know that I was getting. Um, so what I've tried to do in these first two weeks, um, and it's crazy that it's just two weeks. It feels like it feels like a lot longer. Uh, what I've tried to do these last two weeks is meet as many people as possible, um, and everyone that wants to see me, I've tried to I've tried to slot in um, to have a conversation. Um, about whatever it is that they need, um, you know, from heads of departments to um, members of the public. Um, I've tried to see as many people as possible. And that's all about listening, right? Which was one of the things that we spoke about in the campaign, yeah. that we would listen. I know you've just mentioned it's been two weeks since you've taken office. And this last week you've been in London, haven't you? That's right. Um, we were in Gibraltar today in London, left on Sunday night, came back um, Wednesday morning. We were in Gibraltar today. Um, you know, it's, it is a, it is a great event. You reach out, you're basically going to the city of London. You're going to the city of London and reaching out to people in the city of London and showcasing Gibraltar in the city of London and what Gibraltar can offer. Uh, we, we have fantastic products. You know, it was, I was sat on a table with people that, that knew about Gibraltar, but didn't know the extent of what we could offer. Yeah. So that's the beauty of going there and, um, and showing what it is that we had. Obviously it was a, it was, it's an event that's led by my cabinet colleague, Nigel. Uh, and he's got all the enthusiasm, I think, that, that we all need. <laughs> yeah. so, um, it's, it's a, it's a great event and a great, um, a great thing that we now go to central London. And when I say we, it's yes, government goes, but industry in Gibraltar goes. Um, and it's very important to say that industry also, um, pays for the event. Um, you know, they pay for their tables, they pay, um, and we take industry with us. So the industry, you know, lawyers, accountants, um, everyone in Gibraltar goes to the city of London to demonstrate to the city of London what Gibraltar has to offer. And mm. that's, that's great as far as I'm concerned. I think your comment about, um, people know about Gibraltar, but they never know enough. I work in professional services and it, I come across that all the time when we're looking at trying to, attract new business to Gibraltar that that does come up isn't it absolutely and it's about it's about selling our services and selling our services effectively and efficiently and it's something that I see across some of my portfolios you know because um, it applies in business um, and financial services actually does this very well uh, it applies equally in the port you know it's um it's something that we have a fantastic product and we have to get that message out to the world to show the world what a fantastic mm. product we have mm. absolutely agreed um 
Gemma, can I call you Gemma? Yes, please do. <laughs> uh, many people will know you uh, for your recent appointment as a government minister. But of course, you had a life before becoming a minister. Uh, what were you doing before this? What was your route here? Well, my roots, uh, my route here. So I, I studied law at university. Um, I studied law at university. Then I did my LPC. I'm a solicitor. I'm not a barrister. Um, and then because I'm a solicitor, I did a training contract, but I did a training contract in the city of London. I, um, I worked in a law firm. Uh, it's called Slaughter and May in the city of London, which is why I know, you know, I, I know that people aren't familiar with Gibraltar because I worked in the city. Um, I spoke to people about the Gibraltar and how fantastic Gibraltar is. And many people, uh, many people would often ask me a lot of questions about Gibraltar because they don't have that in-depth knowledge whilst I was working, um, in the city. So I qualified, um, in the city, um, and then very shortly thereafter, I decided to come back to Gibraltar. Uh, I'd been a student, um, in student placements at law firms in Gibraltar. Um, and I did want to come back, um, and work in Gibraltar and work with the Gibraltarians. And so I came back. Um, I started working at Hassan's, um, and, um, very quickly, um, I saw that I wasn't working enough with Gibraltarians, which is when I started with the GFSB. Right. I got involved with the Federation of Small Businesses. Um, and there, um, I became chair of the Federation of Small Businesses. Uh, and I saw you know, the way that business associations and NGOs can actually influence government policy. Um, and how businesses and NGOs work with government, um, and give their ideas to government. You know, at the end of the day, the GFSB was an association where individuals were giving up of their free time because it was something that they believed in, no? Um, and that you then go with your ideas to government because members have made representations to you and you then take it to government and government then feeds that in to its general policy, be it by a wish list or, you know, by, by general ideas or however it is, it does feed into, um, government policy. And obviously from there, um, I've, I've always had an interest in politics. You know, I've always, um, I've always worked closely with the chief minister. Um, I've known the chief minister since I was 15. So he's been a big influence, um, in, in the political aspect of, uh, of the, cho you know, of the choices that I've made to get to where I am today. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've always had this keen interest and obviously the stepping stones were law, law in the city, law in Gibraltar, um, GFSB, and then politics. Mm. I tell you what, yeah, you're not the first lawyer or solicitor <laughs> to, to be interviewed for the show. You're not the first chair of G or ex GFSB chair to be, to go to do law before and, and politics again. That's kind of, there's a definite link there <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, Obviously, this is the first time you took the step into politics. It's your first kind of time on the campaign trail, as they call it. How how did you find that experience? Um, I ended up loving it. Um, at first, it was it was hugely overwhelming because um, as a as a lawyer, you're used to representing other people's views. You're used to so there's a distance between um, what you're saying and your instructions, aren't you? Um, and but this time you're putting yourself front and center. You're putting um, you're putting yourself in the limelight. You're putting your own views, and you're representing what you think, what you believe, and your ideals there, front and center, for everyone to to see. So the at you know the first few days, it was hugely overwhelming, um, and I I'm quite used to speaking in public. I'm quite used to interviews. But I'm not used to something like hustings. Um, and hustings That's is... That's the thing. It's like, it's intense in all levels, right? So intense from the media, intense when you are 
talking to the to, talking to everyone who've got issues. Absolutely, so. but but even even the media. So so I'd done the stronger in campaign, um, and I'd I'd known what it was to face the media. But this was different, you know. Mm. This was very, very different because you're doing hustings. You're, you're. It, it's very real. It's very mm. raw. No, you're, you're there. You're talking to people. Um, you're with a microphone, speaking in public there and then, mm. um, and then people come to you with their real life issues. No, mm. so, so it's um, it's a, it's a very different type of experience to anything that I've experienced before, mm. um, and it did take some getting used to. I, I have to admit. Do you get any preparation for that? Do you get any training like bo like politics boot camp? Or? You are <laughs> they, the politics boot camp is they put a microphone in your hand right, okay. um, in the middle of an estate and they tell you to um, get on mm. with it. And, and in fact, the, the very very first hustings I did, um, I have two small children. Um, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and as it happened, all childcare options on that day failed. Um, oh, I had no childcare as as, yeah, as yeah. happened. So my first hustings were literally I had a microphone thrust into my hand. Um, I also had a four-year-old clinging to my neck and a six-year-old hiding behind my leg. Um, so it it was it was quite an experience. Wow, I can imagine. <laughs> Shows you're adaptable as well, right? So, <laughs> well, you pretty much have to be exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think that's a, a mum thing rather than yeah, any yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Um, after all that work, so the hustings, campaigning. Uh, what's your reflection on the results? Are you happy? Um, I'm happy with. Um, obviously, I'm happy with the results. Um, I uh, I think it's quite honest to say that the, the result was tight. You know, it was very tight, and I think that sends a very strong message. Um, I think that sends a very strong message, and it's a message which we, as a as a party, um, as an alliance, have have also listened to. Not, or we need to listen mm. to that message. Um, and I think the results um, the result shows us where the electorate is. Uh, and obviously, once the people of Gibraltar speak, we are here to listen and to take that on board, and to try and adapt ourselves to to react to what they're telling us. That might lead in really nicely to my next question, which is um, not many people would have known you before this point when you've been very public and being uh, going for politics. What can people expect from your leadership? What's your leadership style? Well, um, I, I'm used to... I'm used to hard work. Um, I, I've worked long hours um, in the private sector before. Um, and the the portfolios that I've got are demanding. Um, they are they are big portfolios, um, and they're portfolios where you have to invest a lot of yourself, a lot of your time, um, and they're portfolios where you have to care. Mm. Um, so I think that I think that what I what I'd like to think I bring to this is one an ability to work hard and two empathy, so that um, I I understand um, I understand. The business community. I've worked there. I've been with them. I've, I've championed their causes for six mm. years. Um, I also understand um, the needs of my other portfolios. So mm. that's what um, mm. that's one of the things mm. I'd like to bring. Obviously, this podcast is published and, and is for the GFSB and by the GFSB. Uh, go. Ref can you reflect on those six years that you spent on its board and, and then later as, as its chair? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I. Um, I, I became involved very shortly after coming to Gibraltar um, because I love working with Gibraltar business. I, um, I, I love the interaction with my community, you know, at, at whatever level that may be. Um, and I, I loved the passion that the businesses, particularly small businesses, bring 
um, to to everything it is that they do. No, it's the small business owner that understands that you run everything. You know, you Absolutely. you are the IT, you are the yeah. uh, facilities manager. You are which I mean, facilities manager sounds great, but facilities manager means that when you need um, a new role change, that's yeah, yeah, you yeah, also yeah, that yeah. does it. Yeah. yeah. So um, people that run small businesses understand the passion and the energy that is and needed the work, to and the, work, the, the sheer yeah. hard work. You know, you don't close your doors and the work stops. You close your doors and you have to do your admin. You have yeah. to do your accounts. You have to so meeting members from the business community was always fascinating and to take that plunge to actually become a business owner to become an entrepreneur is actually extremely brave um and is is to be applauded because these are people that are putting their livelihoods um out there and, and are looking to to generate their own um their own income so that is something that we've got to stop take stock of and and see you know can we can we help or, or what do they the large majority um don't seek help it's just a case of how can we support them you know what what is it that they need to make their lives easier um and a lot of the representations that um that i got from members as chair of the gfsb was about the red tape was about um the 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 difficulties in setting up was about the different loopholes that they had to jump through you know these are the sorts of things that the small business owner um wants assistance with you know so um so now that I'm on the other side um I have come in and and one of the things that was on the gfsb wish list was the implementation of the new fair trading act yeah and with the implementation of the new fair trading act came into place a new system that that um accompanied it to make it more streamlined no so um so that's one of the things that we've had a meeting last week um as to how that's going there were teething issues with that which i think we've now come to grips with um the the backlog is now being cleared um and i think that that's something that we need to focus on it's about streamlining it's about making things easier um working with my other cabinet colleague um minister santos um with employment because there is a certain duplication of the paperwork that a business has yep. to submit yeah so when we say assist business we mean assist business in easing the process you know that that has to be step 1 it's what do you need to set up how can we make this easier so step 1 has to be looking at the OFT looking at employment how can we make that seamless and easier um looking at the one stop shop which you know, was raised numerous times and trying to address that in a way that um rather than this is what i think uh this is what i think you need what asking the question of what do you actually need what do you you know can we achieve that seamlessness in between our, um, government departments do you actually need a physical one stop shop if everything is now online if e services are working properly if you have a business interface um that deals with everything that you need to set up a business do you need a physical presence as well um and you know trying to find a balance there as to what is actually required there's a lot of questions there and i think you know with the gfsb they published their election wish list one of the things that was on there and maybe one of the things that could help resolve and get answers to these questions was the small business board is there plans for that to kind of yeah so the small business board is in existence um it needs to be convened and um uh, and absolutely so the first two weeks have been a complete whirlwind of course <laughs> um, um but um yes absolutely there are plans to bring um a small business board um uh, back in here in the in the boardroom just next door um and start listening to the community um as to you know, what how they feel that the changes that we've made are um are actually um you know how it affects them in practice 
I think this is it. I think with small businesses, you hit the nail on the head. I think you do everything, right? So, and no business is small if it's your business. Um, so as I'm employed, I also run uh, my own business and I, I know how much red tape. So anything like that would be super, super welcome. Um, amidst all the uncertainty, you know, things with the agreement, financially, cost of living, it's really tough out there for people running businesses. There's a lot of uncertainty in just the wider community in general. But what's your message specifically for those running small businesses or working within the business, the private sector? Well, I think the, that our message is the message we try to give throughout the campaign is that, you know, we are here, we're here to listen. Um, we're here to listen to, uh, to what they need. Um, and we're here to try and improve, um, things insofar as we can, um, to assist them in, in making it as easy for them as possible. Um, so, so I think the message is, is one of, you know, we're here to, take into account what business needs um, and we're here to listen to the GFSB, we're here to listen to other associations um, and we're here to support them. No, we're now, um, Minister Santos and myself are organising um, uh, an event so that um, shoppers are drawn to the main street on weekends uh, during the Christmas period, you know, right. we're looking to organise stuff like that so that so that we work alongside the business community so that it's a symbiotic relationship so that, you know, we help them for them to help us, uh, as it were, no? because um, ultimately they do well, we do well. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, not overlap, but yeah, overlap between your, your responsibilities and Minister Santos as well. Absolutely. Um, my responsibility, Minister Santos and uh, Minister Feetum. So course, myself, yeah. Christian and yeah. Nigel have to work together um, because uh, there are certain projects that fall within my remit and certain projects, um, you know, culture, tourism also feature yeah. highly on... Um, on what we can do with business. So if we're organizing events, then if I work with, um, culture, then that's two ministries working together to produce something that's good for the, that's good for the business sector and Gibraltar. I mean, you know, it's, 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 is, is this good for, for business and is this good for the wider community? Yeah. So, I mean, if it ticks that box, then, then yeah, absolutely <laughs> anything that brings people to, Main Street to spend, to have fun. You know, there's already stuff that's happening in, in Jamaica Square. A lot of it in the evenings, if that kind of stuff happens in the day as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, we are looking to, we are looking to host events mm. like that, um, in the not too distant future. So watch this space. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma, I, I'm trying to get my head around it because obviously you, you've talked about your career today and then the amount of responsibility that you're coming into is 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 mega right it's not to say it's not doable <laughs> but how how do you manage because you know a lot of us wear different hats we've got a lot of busy schedule those small business owners are who are doing everything um have a lot to kind of do and deliver how, what's your strategy have you got how do you do it <laughs> <laughs> well um i think that it's very important to say that you can't do it without a team yeah right. um so um, I've got a team here who's amazing. Um, I've got a team here who organizes me. Um, I, um, I need people that, that, that set up the structure. No. So, um, I think that the first step is organizing the team internally so that everyone knows their responsibility so that everyone knows, um, uh, what to run with. No. Then, um, aside from that, we've also got the heads of the departments. Yeah. And the heads of the departments are extremely competent. They're used to running their own departments. Um, so, we set policy and we make sure that policy, um, that policy works. Yeah? Um, 
in in terms of business i've got a you know i've got to meet with the gfsb the chamber the small business board um, the main street retailers association um to make sure that the changes that we're trying to implement actually achieve the aims of assisting them because sometimes i'm very conscious as well of the fact that you do something because you think it's good and actually it has an uh, an, an effect which you're not necessarily or the communication of it sometimes exactly you know, yeah, um yeah. so there needs to be constant communication mm. with the GFSB, the, but inevitably, even if you speak to the GFSB, when you walk up and down Main Street, people are going to stop you. Of Retailers course. are going to stop you and, and say, you know, uh, I don't think this works. And the, the reality is that you've got to take what people are telling you and then feed it back and say, actually, we've done this. It doesn't work. Mm. Uh, what can we do to ameliorate this? Mm. So the teams, the structure, it, once that's all in place, uh, which is why these first, this first month is about trying to find my feet, yeah, trying to find, um, how I'm going to set myself up organizationally mm. so that I don't drop the ball on any mm. one of the portfolios that I've got. Good luck. I know you've got, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got a lot of success ahead and, and, um, but, this next month is going to be crucial, so I won't keep you much longer. Um, but I have one one last question, which I ask all all of my guests, <laughs> a, a variation of anyway. Um, and what's that best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oof, that's a that's a big question. Um, I think it. I mean, this is a bit philosophical. Isn't it, it is it? a bit. It can yeah, also be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's to 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 always be true to myself. Um, to always be true to myself and who I am and, you know, and what I think and to try and feed that through to everything. So, uh, Polonius, no, in Hamlet mm. said to thine own self, <laughs> <laughs> um, to thine own self be true. And therefore, yeah. a, anyway, so, so he, there's a quote there that, um, yeah. that I love that basically says, you know, um, be true to yourself and it mm. follows that you can't, uh, I'm not going to you with that. You. I, and, but I think also in comms, I think in general authenticity is, is key. So, so yeah. Thank you for your time, Minister. Love you to, love you to be here. What's New Gibraltar? So Stephanie Yeo, it's a pleasure to speak to you today on What's New Gibraltar? Thank you, David. And thank you for inviting me on. So tell me and our listeners, what is Kerlink? Kerlink is a charity. It started in uh, 2018. And I'm pleased to say that since then, we've come a long way. We're here to help families, families in need with young children mainly. Um, we join together with other charities and so we take from children up to five years old. So we give things like cots and prams, things when obviously a family may be expecting, but the prices of everything are exorbitant and it's so expensive that, you know, sometimes it becomes a difficulty for the family and a burden. And so we're here to help. Um, giving especially those more expensive items, as I've commented on the cots and prams and things like that, um, but also on nappies and food, um, clothing. Um, the one thing I can say is that Gibraltar is such a generous place that we get some wonderful items. I mean, they are used, obviously, but um, a lot of the things are just as new. And it's a real privilege to be able to use them again and pass them on to families that need. So. So you mentioned the word new in there. Uh, so what is new with Kerlink? Well, we got only this last year a new premises. We were blessed, very blessed, um, to get a place in Alameda Estate. We've got all our stuff in there now. We've managed to bring it up to, to speed. So everything is sorted in a, in a fashion that we can get hold of it and know what we have and what we need. Um, so if we need donations or anything like that, we can ask specifically for certain items. 
as well as obviously cash, which can help. And also now with Christmas coming up, obviously there's always a push for Christmas um, for things for families that are in need and with young children especially. So we'll be looking at obviously posting on Facebook and that, um, giving our push for, for Christmas time. And yeah, Christmas is around the corner, right? So, uh, <laughs> so going on that, if any of our, our listeners are feeling more generous, maybe some business owners, corporate, personal uh, donations, how can people get in touch and get involved? Well, they can get in touch. We have our Facebook page and Instagram, so they can get in touch through there. But also we have, and how I mainly keep in touch is on WhatsApp, um, because everything is written down there and it's on hand. Um, and they can contact us on the number 5406-7935. And especially donations and things like that, because as I say, besides the things that we have, um, we're always buying things. Um, we get, we're contacted very much by the care agency and government agencies as well as other charities. And so to buy things like nappies and formula and all things like that, um, which we do on a weekly basis. Is it the same number for anyone needing to use the service? It's the same number for anyone needing to use the service because they require something or if they want to donate. Um, I'm the one in charge of the phone, so they will be, I will be contacting them. If they leave me a message on WhatsApp, it's fantastic because I can just contact them as soon as possible. So there you go, guys. You've got the number there and I think it is 5406-7935. Uh, and you'll speak to Stephanie herself. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you very much, David. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Gibraltar Business Podcast. Thank you to our guests, Minister Arias Vasquez and Stephanie from Kerlink. As well as our sponsors, the Gibraltar International Bank, I'd like to thank everyone who contributes to this project and keeps the podcast going from strength to strength. Thank you, you, of course, for tuning in. I hope you found this episode informative and engaging. If you want to contact me or the show, do so at any of our social channels. So it's goodbye from me for another week. Remember, keep your eyes on the prize and reach for your goals. See you next time.